Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Apps, your weekly update on mobile apps and games with data you won't find anywhere else. And this week, a new background again, but also twice the number of charts, so stay tuned. Earlier this month, the government of India announced it would soon impose a 28% tax on all betting games. This sent shockwaves through India's booming gaming industry and tanked a few stocks. The first two thoughts that come to mind are why now and how much money are we talking about? So I rounded up the top 100 casino games in the App Store and on Google Play and looked at their revenue estimates in India for June. The first question of why is fairly easy to answer. There's a decent chunk of money there. And this is only mobile, which is just a fraction of the betting games that the new tax is targeting. According to our app intelligence, the top 100 casino games on the App Store and Google Play in India saw $197 million of net revenue in June. This is net revenue, which means what the developers get to keep after giving Apple and Google their fees. And this revenue is only from India. India was already taxing game companies, but only on what they keep and not what they pay back to players. As part of this new tax, all revenue is being taxed. At those numbers, a 28% tax ends up being about $55 million of revenue for the government every month. Looking at all 2023, these numbers are pretty stable. January was a bit higher, February lower, and the rest somewhere in between. Stability is, I guess, a great time to jump on an opportunity, but it does come with a potential for danger. India isn't the first country to tax betting games on total revenue. Poland and Portugal, two piece do that and even though the rate is much lower the two are struggling to keep gaming companies in the country and those that stay don't do so legally for a moment several news outlets believe the tax was on all games a fact that was later clarified by the government that it isn't but if that were the case india's government would be about 300 million dollars richer every month i hope that doesn't happen in the future by the way I put a lot of effort into these episodes, so if you're learning something new and you like the insights, please give the episode a thumbs up. I really appreciate it. Remember when widgets were new and mega hot when Widgetsmith earned $3 million per month? Well, that was back in 2020. Downloads and revenue of widgets declined over time and mostly went unnoticed. This week, I noticed an oldie rising to the top of the US App Store, and it wasn't Widgetsmith. Widgetable, which I think is how you say it, is now the fifth most downloaded app in the US App Store, having risen consistently over the last month, which started in position 82. According to our app intelligence, downloads grew from a daily average of 35,000 in June to a peak of 152,000 two weeks ago. Downloads dropped a bit and then rose again to 149,000 this Tuesday. That's almost 5x. Since the growth sprout started, which seemed to be around July 5th, Widgetable saw 356 thousand downloads in total. That's a little more than half of all the downloads which the ball got in all of 2023 before the sprout started. The interesting thing here is that this growth isn't a result of a new Apple search ads campaign and isn't limited to the App Store, which is what we normally see. Although the App Store is responsible for 77% of the downloads, the trend across both the App Store and Google Play looks fairly similar in terms of growth. But here's the big question. What about revenue? And I promised a whole bunch of charts. So let's get to the second chart and see that it tripled. In June, Witchable was earning about $7,000 per day, according to our estimates. And that's net, which means the amount after Apple and Google deduct their fees. As downloads rose, so did revenue. The trend was a lot more tame, but the results are substantial. This week, Witchable's daily net revenue peaked at $22,000. Here, the distribution between the App Store and Google Play is very different. Most of this net revenue came from the App Store, 
Google Play was responsible for just a few hundred dollars. App developers that aren't focused on growth, what are you waiting for? Next, Reddit has recently closed its API to third-party developers and in the process eliminated a popular app by the name of Apollo. You know all about it if you're a subscriber. It was a pretty ugly journey that resulted in many subreddits going on strike and some users leaving the platform for good. All of that is now behind us and the burning question is, has the dust settled? The answer might surprise some of you. Downloads of Reddit's flagship app rose sharply in mid-June. That's when the fight between Reddit and Apollo started heating up and just a couple of weeks before the API shut down. Why? A combination of Apollo users who didn't hate Reddit enough to delete their accounts, plus all the buzz generated by many complaining about Reddit's decisions. See, some say all news is good news. I don't always agree, but that seems to be the case here. And if you're thinking, how big was Apollo anyway? Apollo was downloaded more than a half a million times in 2023 and more than 4 million times since 2018. Since the surge started, Reddit's app was downloaded 3.6 million times according to our estimates. And that's about 17% or 600,000 downloads higher than what they did in the previous month. You're probably thinking, did revenue follow? Reddit doesn't make a lot of money from in-app purchases, which surprises many people. So prepare to start small. Reddit's mobile apps average $16,000 of net revenue per day. And that's from the App Store and Google Play together even though the App Store is responsible for 70% of that revenue. Like downloads, revenue increased, but it didn't last nearly as long. In July, revenue grew for about a week, bringing the daily average to 20,000, likely from the surge of new users who chose to stick with the official app. As soon as the bump subsided, however, revenue dropped. This week, net revenue dropped 10% to just around $11,000 per day. Reddit also got rid of golden awards in the process, which is likely related. Those who want Reddit crucified will enjoy this drop, and those that don't will say these numbers are too small to be meaningful. But comparing Reddit to other social platforms like Twitter and Snapchat that are able to monetize their users, Reddit is leaving a lot of money on the table. Think about that. Now, speaking of recent news, ChatGPT is no doubt one of the most important things that happened in technology this year. Controversial, sure, but also explosive. It took over the web, Twitter feeds, and the news in a very short span of time and sprouted many, many, many startups. What it didn't have early on is a mobile app, leaving the door open for third-party developers to use its API and do just that. And they did. But then OpenAI, ChatGPT's maker, released an official app, and some people thought it would crush all the others overnight. But here's the thing. It didn't. The official ChatGPT app launched too much fanfare, which led to a lot of downloads, but Two months after, the downloads haven't grown much. Instead, they dropped. Since hitting launch peak back in late May, ChatGPT's downloads dropped 58%. According to our estimates, ChatGPT peaked at 387,000 daily downloads at the end of May. And this Wednesday, we saw just 162,000 downloads. I'd expected the trend to move in the other direction, but as I've said before, while ChatGPT is a really cool technology, for most people, it's just too raw to use daily. Combined with the lack of an Android version, I'm less surprised the growth just isn't there. But what about revenue? A common question for this episode. Well, things are a little bit different there. And before you stop me and say most of ChatGPT's subscriptions are on the web, let's have a look at the numbers and the growth. According to our estimates, ChatGPT saw $782,000 of net revenue in May, right after launching. And that's net, so it's what OpenAI gets to keep after Apple takes its fees. No Google here because it's only on the App Store. The total rose to one and a half million in June, 
roughly double, and considering it was ChatGPT's first full month on the App Store, the growth actually makes sense. July isn't over, but we forecast ChatGPT will see net revenue from the App Store rise to about $1.8 million. 20% isn't a lot when you consider the explosiveness of ChatGPT, but it beats the drop in downloads. For context, and here's where things get a little bit interesting, the leading third-party ChatGPT app, AskAI, saw $3.6 million in net revenue from the App Store in June. And it's not the only one, it's the leading one, but there are a whole bunch of other apps that are making in the millions every month. AskAI is also available on Google Play, where it saw another million bucks in net revenue in June. What's OpenAI waiting for? Potentially for you to subscribe to my channel. Maybe? Yes? No? Let's wrap this one up. Last year, Gas, an anonymous messaging app for teens, rose to the top of the charts very, very quickly. Before that momentum disappeared, the Gas managed to sell itself to Discord, a partnership I didn't expect at all. That momentum, however, ran out very, very, very quickly in just about a month. Downloads of Gas peaked in October, which was the month for Gas, the month. Our estimate show downloads crossed 3.2 million in October. At that time, Gas was only available on the App Store and only in some states. Downloads dropped to 2.8 million in November, and then to just 415,000 in December. But wait, in July, downloads dropped to just 14,000. Ouch. Discord's acquisition was less for the tech and more for the team, which consisted of four founders, including growth hackers. So naturally, I'd expect this abominable decline in downloads of gas to translate into amazing growth for Discord. The easy answer is no, that's not exactly what's happening. But looking at Discord's downloads, I can definitely see why I was interested in hiring growth hackers. See, downloads of Discord's mobile app dropped 27% between January of 2022 and June of this year. According to our estimates, Discord saw 10 million downloads in January of 2022 and only 7.3 million downloads in June of this year. And the trend between those months was almost all down. With lockdowns a thing of the past, many messaging platforms are no longer seeing the growth they did in 2020 and 2021. So this isn't a big surprise, but that also means that acquiring guests didn't really make a dent. I wonder how Discord sees this acquisition because I didn't understand it back then and I don't understand it now. Let me know if you do, drop me a comment. I'm really, really curious. And that's all I have for you this week. I hope you've learned something new. If you did, consider subscribing. I'll see you next week.